When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show. Sats and the Rat here for a Tuesday night. No Woogie again as he's oh, still returning home from the Oscars for <laughs> receiving his award for... Or on the run still from yeah. whatever he's... What was it, Mason Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Best supporting actor of the actors. I'm not quite sure. Oh, uh, yeah, welcome to the listeners through the Super Radio Network. Uh, SEN 1170 in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM, 1620 on the Goldie. SEN Track, uh, Fanatic, and anywhere you're listening on the SEN app, welcome to the show and get involved in the show at any time, of course, every night, 0457 736 736. Give us a... Give us a text and tell us what you want to talk about, even if we don't touch on something that's pretty important. And this show is always brought to you by very good supporters of the show, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Now, on tonight's show, Rat, how are you first and foremost? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Had a busy day today. I've been all over the... You've been driving your truck today? I have. I've been driven a... a... Driven a few trucks today. <laughs> not, so what not, licenses not have work. you got? You got low rigid LR. Yeah, you got heavy MR. Rigid, heavy rigid. Heavy rigid. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a, like a? Do you have like a, a baby seat, like a booster <laughs> seat that sits in the mate, in the cabin? Mate, well, you, I don't know. Well, no, they're, they're all they're all sort of they've got air in the seat, so you can. There's a little switch on the side. I can just boost. They're very bouncy, right aren't they? Bounce the truck around. seats. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Mm. Just got to be careful you don't rock yourself to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty dangerous um, thing to not be in control of. Now, we've got a new concept. We're going to talk to Callum from Game Day Squad, which is a new concept surrounding fantasy footy, NRL, AFL. I've got to tell you, I am so excited I'll about this. I put you this. onto this, didn't you? You, didn't, you put me onto it, and I've got, on, I've got online, and I've, I've, yeah, I'm excited. It's exciting. It's exciting. Build your own rugby league team. Well, yeah, we're all involved in fantasy footy, or well, some of us are, super coach, whatever it may be, but this is something different. It's pretty exciting. We're going to get Callum on. Really, really soon. Uh, we're also going to be giving away a Signet Power Bank value today at $50. And that's part of our Sats Who Are You? So, hey, what's Who going on? That, that's, that's Cohen. Cohen? <laughs> How dare you? Oh. <laughs> no, you're supposed to have the Who Are You song. Who are you? Who, who, okay, who, so who. I'm going to be giving some clues throughout the night for Who Are You? I liked um, this the other week. I, I was listening... On my yeah, yeah, I was texting in. You were texting in. Yeah, I was. And I didn't know. I didn't realise that my name comes up when I text in. You've yeah, obviously it does. Got me. Yeah, you yeah, had to keep reminding us yeah, that it was you. Right, it's, it's me. Oi, read yeah. my text. So that was the one that was Mike Eden. Yeah, that, that was, was a good. That Phil was Blake. Good I think too. you text Phil Blake, Phil Blake which yeah. I thought was a pretty good guess. Mm. Adrian Vows, who's one of our good friends and yeah, former Origin Vows player, absolute he, champion. He texted in. Uh, he texted me and said. As soon as I gave away the clue that when he runs, he ran with knocked knees, he yep. said I knew it was Mike Eden. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't pick that, but I, I remember watching Mike Eden play at the showground back in the day with my dad. Well, watching him play, dad wasn't playing. Mm. Cronulla were playing the Roosters, 
and he kicked one from the right touch line with his right, well, from the left touch line with his left Amazing, foot, eh? Then from the right touch line, Dad said, watch your kick with his other foot. And I, I still remember it to this day. Freakish. Clear as a bell and just knocked, it, knocked them straight over. Yeah. Both, you know. Different. Won the Rothmans oh, medal mate. in 1983, of course, which is the Dally M, best yeah. player in the competition. So, yeah. It's, have you you've actually found the button, have you? Yeah, here we go. Better late than never, I guess. Okay, now I'm going to pre-warn you with this audio, Cohen. Okay, Daddy. There we go. Dynamite. Have we got another? We got another. Hate that version, don't we? We got another. Wookie loves that version. We do have another one, boys. Here we go. It's time for the most important part of the week. No, it's Teamless Tuesday on Sports Day. Well, okay, that's boring. But the other one's just terrible. Like I don't know what. Because I'm TLT. Actually, we, do you know... It would da- be better if he got into it when he was singing it, not just TLT. Daddy, Daddy Vass. You know, I wanted, to, I, wanted, I wanted him to really rip into it. He deliberately came up with another version for TLT because, one, Woogie's voice is on it, mm. and two, Joel and Fletch, our colleagues, they stole our TLT and our crap stat. Did they? Yeah, they stole our, our audio from that, and they use it because they come on before us on... In some of the markets, so right. yeah, that's I can get why you've tried to do that. Yeah, trying to make it authentic, unique. Now, guys, we've got to get the show finished because before we talk about any sports, I've got to get home to watch tonight's version of Maths. What last night was very, um, I've got to say, talk about the word unique. It was unique, first time in Maths history, and Glenn would be all over this. The reality, the reality junkie is one of our loyal listeners. They made the husbands and the wives swap with other husbands and wives. No, they didn't throw the keys in the wife swap in the dish. They had to go and live for three days with someone else's oh, wife wow. or husband. That's that is. Are they just trying to create? They're just trying to create drama and problems. Can One I of t- the husbands said, "I'm not doing it." Sats, can I tell you? Yeah. And this is like my my wife works for another radio station, yep. and she gets the shows before they come out on TV. So I get to watch it without ads and just. So I've watched tonight's episode already. Are you serious? I've only ever watched one episode of this show, and it was that it's tonight's so show. So tonight is the boys' night out and the girls' night out. Can I tell you? I just I was getting angry watching this show, thinking how much that someone is just annoying the hell out of me. And tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to come in tomorrow. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm stretching myself out this week. Um, I'm, you can tell me who I was thinking. Okay. You probably know. You probably know already. There's one guy that just. Oh, I think I got a fair idea of Tarrison. Oh, mate, yeah, he's a tool, isn't he? Oh my goodness! Hey? And yeah. just the, the fact that he just thinks he's just not done anything. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> oh, so funny. Correct me if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now now you found the buttons. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. like a little little kid with a toy over there. <laughs> um, now tonight's the boys' night out and the girls' night out. Mm. And you know what happens when a group of guys and a group of girls get together separate? It gets a little bit loose. Mm. Can you remember your? Oh, the most memorable nights out. Oh. Well, 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 I've had a few trips away with my mates and it's just, uh, my biggest problem is not like, it's just first night fever. I just, I, we just get too excited and we ruin everything. I like that saying, like we, first night fever. We went to, I remember going, <laughs> going away with my mates down to Tassie. We went down there to play Barn Boogle on the Lost Farm, the two golf courses, and we're going to play... One on one day, one on the next. We had an early morning tea time at, uh, I think, the Lost Farm on the first day. Um, we woke up late 
Oh, we, 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 yeah, we, we got, we got into it too much that night. We were playing cards, drank too much, too hungover. Didn't get to the game. Didn't get to play golf in the morning. It was a beautiful day too. Got to actually couldn't get onto that course. Went and had played nine holes at Barnboogle in the afternoon. Um, and it was, you know, it was pretty nice. And then the next day when we were meant to play another round, it was raining sideways and we couldn't play. So it was um, yeah, a great trip away. First night fever. First night fever. I love it. Got us. Uh, yeah. I remember an end of season trip we went to Cairns and not promoting drinking here because I'm not a big drinker. But And I didn't have a big night. I was just, I mean, we were at this nightclub. I think it was called the Playpen or something like that. I think it was in Cairns. Anyone that's listening in Cairns at the moment, is the Playpen still around? I'm not quite sure. But I remember... And I'm not a big dancer, and I've never taken drugs in my life either. So, but I remember vaguely that I was dancing up in this bird cage. <laughs> I was dancing in a bird cage. I had a balloon. I had a balloon attached to my wrist, like a balloon that was obviously above my head. A balloon attached to my hip, and they said I was walking around with my arm up as if the balloon was pulling my arm up. And I woke up on a boat. Oh, you woke up on a out boat. Out the water. Like, I, I don't know how I got out there. Well, or... you, you mightn't have voluntarily yeah. taken drugs, but someone might have spiked your drink chats. <laughs> well, actually, come to think of it. Oh, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, I'm not sure whether you're aware of this, Rat, but the, the Dally M's are a different format this year, different judging. Always, There's always in the past, there's been one judge that gives 3-2-1. Now, to listeners out there who, who probably may not be aware, there's two judges per game now who mm. give three two ones, so a player can actually earn a maximum of six points per game. Yeah. Hamaso Tabuai Fido, outright leader after two rounds with, with eight points, and Tohu Harris with seven points. Mm. Oh, rightfully so, I think. I think he's been outstanding yeah. in the last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, look, I, I like that. I, I mean, when you think about it, when you explained it to me, I was sort of like thinking, what? Isn't it three two one? He's got eight points. How does that work? He's only played two games. Mm. But when you explain that concept, I think it gives you a better better scope. Like you to get to get six points in a game, you've got to have an absolute blinder and be a standout. Um, I think it gives opportunity for players who um, weren't the best player on the field, but they were close uh, to 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 scoop good points. I think it might make it a little bit more even. Yeah, um, and I think. You know, giving two sets of eyeballs on the game, you might have somebody who likes a tight play, somebody who likes, you know, the, the play on the edges, somebody who likes back, somebody who likes is a forward. You know, like I mean, who who are you more privy to when you're when you, I mean, you're you're a Dally M judge. Yep. What what are you? I mean, you you predominantly played in the forwards. Yeah. I, I'm not a I'm not a huge stats man. Right. Unless I unless I I'm not sure about how I'm going to vote. Mm. Um, I'll go to the numbers. Um, I mainly look at who's had the biggest influence on the game. And yeah. that's not just purely whether it's a half or a, yeah. or a fullback or a five-eighth. You know, I look oh, at, who's working off the ball, who's some, supporting their ball. Yeah. Yeah, like all that stuff that makes a team work. Um, yeah, someone might make the break, but it might he mightn't have made that break if that guy wasn't exactly. there. Exactly. Doing, doing the 1%. The we look at the big play. Yeah, but yeah. There's other players around it that are created. They created it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Hamaso Tabu Ifido, like well done with the way the Dolphins are going. Also, uh, before we get to some more news, I just need to say here, g'day, Justin, not here, Rats, Sats and Daddy Vass. Surely yesterday's reluctance to wish me happy birthday, answer my calls or read out my texts or Jane from SEN contact you guys to request you take my calls. <laughs> Guess who? Yeah, that's reality. That's Glenn. All right. Glenn, happy birthday. And Daddy Vass would have got some music here for you. for Happy birthday, uh, Glenn. No, happy birthday music. No, he doesn't get it. 
Does he? Oh, you have taken on Woogie's. Oh, he's persona. No, he's all right. He's actually an all right bloke. He's good. He's good. He's one of our loyal listeners. Okay, first clue. First clue for the who are you? And um, it is Who Are You? Because that's what the song says, it's not Steve. Who, it's not, not Who Am I. I. Well, you're Scott <laughs> Sattler. <laughs> exactly. So Who Are You? First clue. Born in the city of New York in the 1950s, African-American sports person, okay, didn't win an Olympic gold medal in a sport that the Americans have dominated in for a lot of the years around the Olympics. Okay, that's well, your first clue. I, well, I think you're talking – can I – can you I, can ask one question. Uh, well, you're talking about basketball. Again, have you got a noise there for me? No. Oh. Yeah, it's not basketball. <laughs> Get on the buttons. Because they actually, they actually weren't successful at the Olympics for a lot of years, for a few years there with, with the Olympic basketball team. Right, okay. Have you seen the new documentary, The Redeem Team? Yeah, I have. Yeah, Very really good. good. Yeah. Really, really good. So there's your first clue. Born in the city of New York in the 50s, African-American sports person. Didn't win an Olympic gold medal. Didn't go to the Olympics. So obviously didn't win an Olympic gold in a sport that they've dominated in for a number of years. Okay. Oh, he's a boxer. No, that's a tick. I gave you a tick noise. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's your first clue. Okay. 0457 736 736 736. I think uh, 1976 Montreal was... I think it was the most successful American boxing team. Had Sugar Ray. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really good boxers. Yeah. Be careful with the clues, though, Sats. We don't want to give it away Too straight many. away. Too soon. Yeah, well, they, you get a prize. Yeah, $50 power, uh, Signet Power Bank. Yeah. Charge up your phone, your iPad, whatever you want to do. And and can I just ask, can, can our, our listeners just text in as much as they want until they get it right? Or, if, uh, or questions or names. Yeah. yeah. Of course they can. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like you've, you've had your guess, you got it wrong, we're not reading your text yep. out. What if someone guesses wrong yep. and then two people come in at the same time that are right Yep. and someone's already had, it's their second guess and someone got it with their first guess. Mm. No, first guess. First guess. Yeah, yeah. but if, uh, well, you know, we love if our listeners playing along. Send as many texts as you want. You know what, Johnny Cartwright, he's a good friend of ours, Cardi. Yeah, he texted in the Mike Eden one as well. He guessed it straight off. Did he really? I said, well, do you want the double tickets to the supercars in Newcastle? He said, no, sorry, I've got other things to do. Yeah. So, He's such a footy nerd, now, Cardi. He loves it. What do you make of this? What do you make of this? This is Tyson Gamble, who I've got to say gets under the goat of pretty much every player that he's played oh. against in his 26 games he's played in the NRL. He's played 26 games. <laughs> and, mate, he is known as one of the most prolific sledges ever. <laughs> Can you sledge when you're... You're not picked in the – I mean, you're not first picked each week. No. And you've only played 26 games. Or is it a way to use a player to get other players um, offside? Because I've got to say, you look at his record when he's inside. When he's at the Broncos, they won I'm a torn lot of their on games. This. I'm really torn on this. It's like, do you have to earn the respect to do this? Well, the fact that he just has the hide – to go out there and do what he does, mm-hmm. does it just get other people off their game to the point where they're just not thinking it about it? Puts you off your strategy. Yep. That's what he does. He takes his he takes your focus away. What you've got to do as your part of a team. Yep. And he makes you an individual. And straight away you take that person out of your side. Well, mate, he did it. He did it to Adam Dewey. 
and made he made the whole team look like a bunch of individuals on the weekend. So I talk with the Tigers. So Rat, can you read out the? We're not going to yeah, play the audio because there's a lot version. of beeps in it. So Rat's going to read out the clean version. So this L- is lay there, the actor Matt Rogers. Yeah, lay there, you cat. Everyone knows you're faking it. Go on and hit me. Throw those forearms. Your forearms are like wet noodles. <laughs> That's a good. You're to stop as The rest of your team plays footy. Your season can't get much worse. You may as well throw one. You can't fake a cramp to explain being 17th on the ladder. Oh. With a few expletives in there um, that we obviously can't read out. It's You know what? Like, when I saw this, I was like, mate, this bloke, honestly. But the more I look at it, I'm just like, mate, if he was playing for me, if he was playing with me, like, I tell you, he was... You'd a, like him, Oh, yeah. Mate, I, mate, I, I you played... You had one of the best sledges in your side. Mate, I, I played with Dean Treester. He was... Oh, uh, he was a... He was that bad. He was a grub. He got he got chased by the Johns brothers. In the game was still on, and Joey and Matty were chasing him like across the field to try to bash him in the game. It was hilarious. Mate, not only Dean Treister, Greg Bird was a fair. Oh, Greg Bird. He was a fair sledge. And mate, and, I, and I'll tell you, Birdie is relentless, like <laughs> relentless. And mate, I've I've been me and Birdie have been going at each other a bit about this because I'm like, mate, I don't know if I can cop it. Like, you, I think you got to earn the respect. Well, you got to earn your place. Yeah. But he's like, do you? Really? And I thought, no, you don't. And it's probably better that he hasn't earned, like, the right. He's not, like, achieved much in the game. Yeah. Uh, it's probably better that he – it probably makes it better that he hasn't, you know. Yeah, and you're right. And he's just – I'm telling you what, his strike rate says that he needs to be in a side. Mm. It's, it's amazing because he's a, he's a really good competitor. So, uh, well, he got the win for the Newcastle Knights, so he can sledge as much as he likes. I've got to say – we played Newcastle at Cessnock once in a trial, mm. and Joey fed the ball in a scrum. And to the listeners who may have heard this story, I apologise, but I'll tell it again. He fed the ball, and as he went to pick it up at the back of the scrum and pass it to um, the 5'8", who was Sean Rudder. Yep. He went to pass the ball to Sean Rudder, and he dropped it at the back of the scrum. And it was a knockback because he was dragging it back towards his own try line before he picked it up. Billy Harrigan said, no, nah, knock on, blew the whistle. And we're going, yeah, we all started clapping anyway. He wouldn't let go of the ball. And as we were trying to pack the scrum again, he's going, I knocked that back, Billy. He goes, no, no, you knocked it forward. He goes, I knocked it back. He said, Joey, give the ball over to Craig Gower, um, their feet. He goes, no, I knocked it back. He said, Joey, if you don't give the ball back, oof, you're going to sit down. And he goes, just give him the ball. Anyway, one of our front rowers at the time who will remain nameless he said, just do what he says and give him the ball, Joey. And Joey looked at the front row and said, you, your teammates are right. You are a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, let's get to a break. Uh, some good banter there about sledges. What are some of the great sledges you've heard um, or maybe read about? 0457 736 736. And just on that Signet Power Bank, the first uh, Who Am I clue is City of New York born 50s African-American sports. We've confirmed it's a boxer, which is a man back in those days. Um, Didn't win an Olympic gold medal, and we've got plenty coming in. Let's get to a break. Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. 
Yeah, welcome back to the show, and uh, thanks for your text message. Also, there's a lot of They're flying. Yeah, in. a lot of listeners on the Who Are You, and also around the sledges. You got on there about sledges. Yeah, well, I will say, um, Steve, David from St Ives has, has said Tyson Gamble has denied saying that to Dewey. Um, he may well have denied saying it. Uh, he might may have denied saying it. <laughs> but he, I, you know, who knows whether he said it or not. I think that's it's, our disclaimer. That's isn't our it? disclaimer. Yeah. It's quite funny. It's quite funny. I mean, I, I think it's hilarious. But I don't know why he would deny saying it if he did say it. So he probably didn't say it. But um, mate, he, he is a renowned sledger, and uh, he does get under the skin of the opposition. You got one there sure. about Dean Treister? Oh, well, I do. Uh, if I find it, um, actually, it, it says what, 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 mate, What's funny about the Johns boys chasing, chasing Dean Treister is that Matt Rogers was playing in that game. And that's from Joel Kane. Thanks, uh, Sugar. I, I no, Maddie, Maddie Johns was playing for the Sharks. Oh, Maddie was playing for the Sharks. Said. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> he was playing for the Sharks. And, um, oh, mate, you know, there's a story when, when Maddie got to the Sharks and he went into the, into the back room, um, into the strapping room. Dino's walked in and, mate, they've nearly come to blows. And Maddie's like, mate, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can play with you. And Dino's like, like a shark through and through. He's been there his whole life. <laughs> He's like, mate, who are you to come here and tell me that you can't play here with me? Like, anyway, they, they ended up working it out and became pretty good mates. But uh, he was one good teammate, Dean Treister. So, he was a pest. Yeah. I mean, I, I could understand why he was a good teammate, but playing against him, he was in your face the whole time. And when you try to run a ball up, he'd sprint off the defensive line Yeah. and he'd and get in your face you straight away and he'd get around your legs. And while you're trying to get him untangled out of your legs – yeah, there'd be a, a Jason Stevens or a Nathan yeah. Long or, or, or Bundy Davidson jamming yeah. over the top. <laughs> mate, and I'll tell you, uh, he he was as tough as they come, mate, and like such a competitor. He was he was good to uh, he was great to play with. Rooster Muzz on the text line zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. In relation to who, who are you last week, Mike Eden, Rat Worm and Daddy Vasso. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Vasso. I once saw Mike Eden kick nine from nine at the sports ground, four from the left side with his right foot and five from five from the right side with his left. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And I think it came from a – and I I actually see Mike Eden quite quite a bit, actually. I think he came from a soccer background. I haven't actually asked him, but I think if it, I've heard him uh, tell a story about how it uh, – yeah. Man, he lives here on the coast now. Yeah. So you'd be able to go and have a yeah. coffee with him and find out. Mm-hmm. Good fella. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lawyer. In uh, 127, ending in 127, imagine the fourth best, that's Woogie, self-confessed fourth best cricket journalist, at the Oscars after party, eating his way through it before being evicted by security, <laughs> doing Australia proud. Yeah. He would be. Mate, what, about, what about this one from Clarence, from uh, uh, Belmont from Clarence? Hey, boys, I go on an annual golf trip with some of my mates from Newcastle and we get first, second and third night fever. The fourth <laughs> night is usually pretty quiet. <laughs> That's a good oh, one. I love it. Yeah, first night fever. I, I, we generally blow the uh, the next day out. Yeah, and, uh, yeah we ruin our trip. So uh, we might uh, need to extend them to four days so we can do it. I want to throw this up to you, Rap James Tedesco, re-signing with the Roosters yep. until twenty twenty five season, end of twenty twenty five. We touched on that last night. Now, mm. rugby league great Laurie Daly, world's nicest human being, but also one of the most scariest human beings to play against. Oh yeah, those crazy eyes. Mm. Um, he suggested James Tedesco's contract extension. Now, Suwali comes to, he's taken up the year option at the end of 2024. He believes that the extension shows that the Roosters believe that they may lose Suwali, and you probably most probably to Rugby Union, wouldn't be another club. Yeah, mate, I, I, I did read that, and I 
Do you think they're just future-proofing themselves in case? Well, you think about it, right? He didn't take the Rabbitohs offer that was for a number of years. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, he's, he's on a good wicket next year. He can he can learn his craft and continue to play in a, in a top-shelf side next year. He doesn't have to move anywhere. So he remains settled. Um, and then at the end of next year, he gets to make a decision. And there is going to be some astronomical numbers on the table for him at the end of next year. He's yep. only going to get better. Um, and I think one of those astronomical numbers are going to come from the AU, and he's going to have to he's going to have a decision to make because he's not going to get the same money. Uh, he's going to be one of those one-off marquee signings that rugby rugby union want, um, and he's not going to get that sort of money in rugby league. So yeah. he's, he's going to have a decision to make. Does I'll he want to play in a rugby world cup? Which that was the main reason I went. Yep. Um, there were some other personal reasons as well, but it wasn't financial. It was about, I was about to say, it wasn't the amount of zeros you got at the end no, of the No, no, there's a lot of reasons and they're all dollars. No, <laughs> it wasn't. I would have ended up at the Bulldogs in a, in a part of a salary cap scheme. Well, you're concerned that you case. didn't know how, oh, no, I shouldn't that, say that. that. Was That's year, silly the, because you, you grew up playing rugby, yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, the year the Bulldogs got um, done for salary cap, yep. the year that they... And 2002. They, yeah, well, that was, I, that, my offer was to go to the Bulldogs. That was better than the rugby offer. You were meant to go to the Bulldogs. Well, no, they, they made an offer to me. Yeah. And, and it, it made me really think about, because I could have gone to the Bulldogs on better money than I was getting offered by rugby. And they said, oh, we want you to play center. Mm. And it was, it came at the 11th hour and it really made me sit there and think like, do I really want to do this rugby thing? Am I doing this? Cause I could have just stayed in league, not had to worry about change, going to a strong club. Um, but it made me really sit back and consider, am I doing this for the right reasons? Do I want to go and play rugby for the right reasons? And that offer helped me, you know, clear my head. Uh, I said to my agent at the time, tell him thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to rugby. And, um, yeah, so, he, but he's going to have money on the table. He's going to have, he's going to have everything on the table. If you'd won an NRL premiership, mm. okay, just say you went to the Bulldogs in 2002, which you would have got the wooden spoon that year. Mm. But in two years' time, in 2004, you win a comp. Yep. Where does a Bledisloe in 2002 rank with a p- potential NRL premiership? I think an NRL premiership um, is a very different kettle of fish to a Bledisloe. I mean, a Bledisloe is playing for your country and it's a great honour to play for your country, obviously, but you don't have the camaraderie that you build with a team throughout 12 months. You haven't mm. done the pre-season together. You come together in patches. Although rugby's a little different. You are very much like a team, like a, you know, a club team when you're playing for the Wallabies. Not that it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, diminishing that Australian jersey. You just spend a lot of time together in rugby union as the Australian side. Um, the, but, you know, an NRL premiership or a Super 14 premiership, I think, would have been the icing on the cake of my career. But unfortunately, Sats, I'm one of the majority that don't get to win them. Yeah, they're not hard to win. No. <laughs> no. Hard. Well, you know, my, I, it, it sort of makes me laugh. Hey, people think, oh, you didn't win a premiership. It's like, you know, there's only, there's only 17 blokes that win one every year. There's like 500 players in the NRL. There's only 17 that... Win one every year. I wonder if the Dragons, the famous Dragons through the 50s and 60s, got sick of winning them, 11 in a row. I, I, I sometimes have to pinch myself and look back at my dad's career. And, like, he played in six grand finals, won four of them, mm. and got upset in one of the greatest upsets in 69 against Balmain. Sid Williams in the right corner um, for Balmain Tigers. And I think four premierships, wow. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. It? Yeah. Well, you, you think of like what Cam Smith did in his career and the premierships he won and so on. and Yeah, and then you've got the little old Rogers family. <laughs> Dad played in a couple. I played in one, and yeah, we couldn't win any of them. Yeah, sledges. Before we get to the break, boys, wicket keeper in our team, as large as rather large incoming batsman takes guard. 
Wicketkeeper says, hey, buddy, when you're done with those pants, my kids want a cubby house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sledge. Let's get to a break. And after the break, we are going to do the ins and outs for round three of the NRL. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Because I'm... TLT. I'm Dynamite. TLT. <laughs> Every time that comes on, Rat just hurts me. <laughs> like I said, I just want to hear him get into it. I've got to say, we we have got someone who has guessed the right sports person for our Who Are You clue. Uh, we've got numerous, actually, but my next my next clue was going to be... You just told him you've got someone. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I was going to throw another one out, okay? My, my next two clues was going to be he's an orthodox fighter, which means he's right hands at the back. And he also switched to, he, sorry, he was a Southpaw boxer, but he also switched to Orthodox. Yeah, so that was going to be my next clue, but we'll announce the winner very, very soon. Now, nice. Teamless Tuesday, and we won't go through all the games. We'll oh. just go through some of the significant ins and outs. And yeah. what a great game to open up. Manly versus oh, Eagles, yeah, a bookie. Yeah, a bit of a rivalry there. Sell out. Yeah. Uh, well, mate, the Seagulls have made uh, one change. Uh, Josh Schuster's, uh will play his first game of the season in the number six jumper. Which is obviously going to um, relegate Cooper Johns. And yeah, he was really good in round one. He was, he was good, but he's, and he's not on the interchange either. He's, he's on the reserves bench. Yeah. So um, it's a big call. I've always been a bit like, you know, do you want to change a winning formula? You got the season started well. And it's not like Josh Schuster's, you know, set the world on fire in the 5 8 position for Manly in the past. And it's like, you know, I don't know. Well, he's not, he's not tested week in, week no, out at the NRL no. level. But is look, he? you know. I mean, I think if you're coming off the back of a great season, you've been out at the start of the season, and yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I probably personally, I wouldn't have made that change. Mm. Um, but I'm not the coach. Yep, yep. I'll tell you what he will do defensively, Manly fans. And you know how hard it is to defend at half or five eighth rat when you've got those big back rows running at you. When you've got someone who's 105 kilos and six foot two, yeah, he's going to drop some on their backside. Yeah, well, he's not running at me. You yeah. know, like when I was playing in the in the, you were in the I was, I was, yeah. Well, I, I I love Princey, but I think I did a better job tackling him. <laughs> G'day, Princey, out there listening to yeah, sports love you, mate. Now, Knights versus Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins are going for three in a row. It's their first away trip. Um, Gamble named at six to replace Ponga. Yes. Yep. He, mate, named on purely on his sledging. Yep. It was great last week. So he's been no Ponga out, obviously, which is uh, a shame. But yeah, Gamble's in. And uh, and Jerry Marshall King is missing a couple of weeks for a hip drop, and the replacement is it is Cody Nicarima, which not a bad I, one. I, I like it. Yeah, I was really nervous when I well, saw. Well, you wouldn't want to throw a rookie in there no. after their start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just he's got good feet. He's fast. He, you know, he's got good hands. He'll test him at the, at the ruck, yeah. which I think you need. Massive one on Friday night. Oh, I cannot man. wait for this. I the love roost. these spiteful games. And mate, you know within reason. Yeah. Well, what's great about this too? The Roosters versus the Bunnies is Jarrawaria Hargraves and Victor Radley are the silver in back. He's the alpha male, yeah, isn't mate, he? I just, JWH. I love him. I love. I I love Victor the Inflictor. Um, I just love <laughs> it when his eyes roll back in his head. He reminds me of like Greg Bird. He, and I, you know, I had the pleasure of standing next to Greg Bird for about four years. And um, 
yeah, it's, I'm just glad that he was standing next to me and not oppose, or opposite me like he did in one game and he, he broke a rib of mine and my cheekbone. So, <laughs> Junior's um, the tollest back. Bunnies yeah, fans the bunnies, really yeah, need him. Yeah, big, big in. So. Now, Titans versus Storm, uh, which is in Melbourne, and uh, Jason from Maroolbuck, who which is in Victoria. Scott and Matty, great show, boys. Glad Justin Ollum and Xavier Coates are back for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, they've got a lot out at the moment. Mm, they've got a lot out and they've got yeah. a couple back probably a little bit earlier than anticipated. And uh, Sammy Verrills is is out for the Titans. He's He's been outstanding the first couple of weeks. Uh, Brian Kelly, he's back from a four-week suspension against, um, I forget who it was against last year. It was Manly. Yeah, Manly it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Cowboys versus New Zealand. Um, Tom yeah. Chester named it fullback for drink water. Yep. That's a that's a big loss, drink water. I mean, wouldn't they love to have the the hammer back there now? <laughs> they could just oh, slot yeah. him in there, but uh, yeah, not not the way. Broncos versus Dragons. Um, Arthur's is in for Oates, uh, and the Dragons remain unchanged after a good victory against the Titans. You'd love to Titans. hear. You'd love them to have a play called Hall when your Hall is in for Oates. <laughs> That'd be good. Hall and Oates, or or the centres. Centres are Hall and Oates. <laughs> uh, t- doggies versus the Tigers. Now this is a Belmore. One of the that's a horrible place to play. With all due respect, one of the great grounds. Did, oh. did you play many games at Belmore? Mate, I played. Let me tell you a story about my first experience at Belmore. Uh, I, I don't want to this, – this, this isn't a slight on Bull, Bulldogs fans. It was just a moment in time, and I'll tell you what happened. I was walking out of the ground, 1994, first game at Belmore, round one. Uh, played under 21s, and we won the game and stayed for first grade. We won, in, won by a field goal. Mitch Healy field goal it was. What a day. We're walking back. Remember that? You know that big park behind Belmore yes. Sports Ground there? It's about 500 metres wide. And I was. My, you had to walk through there wisely. I parked the on the far down. side of that park, Dino, near the train station. Me and Dino were walking out after the game, and we'd sort of been in the sheds a bit, and it was sort of pretty – it was quietening down. We, we walk across the park. We're almost at the car, and, I, and we hear this, help, help, and we turn around. There's a guy in a Sharks jersey running through the park. <laughs> with about 30 people in Bulldogs gear chasing him. And I'm like, said to Dan, I said, Dan, what do we do? And he goes, quick, get in the car. <laughs> so Run with him. We, no, we, uh, didn't, we, didn't, uh, we didn't stop the help. We've, Sorry I, who that Again, I told the story before, but we played uh, there against the Doggies one day. And we had a guy called Chris Nahi. He used to lift his yeah, knee. Chris, yeah. He knocked out Solomon Amano. Oh, yeah. And Solomon was laying just prone on the ground. Yeah. And we are all standing in a circle. And all of a sudden, you hear Chris Nahi yell and – Solomon's mum had jumped the fence and run on and hit him over the back of the head with a handbag. Oh, how good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, and the fans are passionate. We love them, and it's very different there now. So get out there and support the Bulldogs and, uh, yeah, and the Tigers it. fans. Get Great. out there. Charlie Staines named a fullback for the Tigers. Dane Laurie out with a knee injury. Johnny Bateman, mm. only named in the extended bench at the moment. Well, the fact that he's named, though, he can be used. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it'll, um, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how that plays out. Uh, Raiders, versus, uh, Sh- Raiders versus Sharks in Canberra. Hines still out with calf injuries. And Raiders, Josh Papali'i still missing with a calf. Yeah. So Usually the calf's an old man industry, uh, injury. Josh yeah. Papali'i's at the end of his sort of tether. Well, mate, those calves are working massive. hard, mate. He's a big man. Massive, massive, and, and he can those. run. Jesus. He can run for a big man. He's got a lot of power in those calves. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a break. Uh, there are all your changes for this week's Round 3 NRL. Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Um, Sats and the Rat. We've got plenty of text messages we to do. get through. Some we some do. great guesses here. There's a lot of, that are wrong, but it's a great trip mm. down memory oh, lane. Mate, Mark, Mark says, said, is it Arthur Ashe? I thought Arthur Ashe was a tennis player. Yeah, but before that, we said African-American sports person oh, born okay. in New York. Right, okay, so, yeah. yes. It's yes. not bad, Mark. Good one, I Mark. like it, one, thinking Mark. outside the square. Yeah. Um, and before we get to some of those so those guesses for the who are you clues, um, we have uh, Jim from Jim Boomber on the line. How are you, Jim? Hello, boys. What's happening? How are we? So good. you got a story about Belmore, I believe. Hey, it's, good. it's good to see the rats keeping up with what's happening on the show. But I guess it is. It's Friday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in tomorrow. He's, he's doing overtime tomorrow. I'm full-time this week. Yeah, he's doing overtime tomorrow. What? And I'm looking Friday golf more. course shut tomorrow, rats. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, mm. it is, unfortunately. So, so what's going on? you got a story about Belmore. How are you, Sats? I'm good. Um, Jim, yes, bro. I did. It, it's actually it's actually Fitzy. Well, we know, know it's Fitzy. We, yeah. we know one of the local <laughs> rats. One of the local A grades. <laughs> Come on, mate. You're better than that. Come on, tell us so your story. I was the Canberra, I was the Canberra Raiders ball boy back in '82, their first year in the comp. So I used to do Sydney games because they were too cheap to bring a ball boy up from Canberra. So yeah. I'm at Belmore one day and I'm copping it on the far side of the ground. You know how vocal they used to get and they're giving it to me and they're throwing stuff at me and I think Canterbury were flogging them about 60 nil anyway I've gone over to get it's back in the days of sand in the bin right on the fence I've gone over to get sand and this bloke I've put my head up and he's just thrown a pie straight in my face and the whole crowd's just in hysterics <laughs> giving it to me absolutely giving it to me so later on, I go to get more sand, and this bloke's still laughing, giving it to me, so I've, he can't see me coming up, and I've just grabbed a handful of sand. He's got his mouth open. I've reached over and thrown it straight in his mouth. Got the whole crowd. Oh, 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 that's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a good story, Pitsy. It's a good story. We, we like it. Um, yeah, Belmore is a – it's very welcoming nowadays, people, so get out to Belmore and support the Bulldogs and the Tigers. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks, Fitz. Thanks, Fitzy. Thank you, mate. Uh, now let's get to some of these guesses. A uh, Jason from Maroochydore said, "Boys, my guess is, my guess is Mike Tyson, which is uh, incorrect." Yep. Yep. What we do. Yep. There we go. Um, what about uh, Clarence? Oh, Belmont from Clarence says Buster Douglas. Uh, Dan says Rocky Marciano. Ooh, no, he wasn't born in the 50s. He fought in the 50s. So. Well, 598 says 100% Mike Tyson. <laughs> 100% Mike Tyson. Belmont from Clarence also said Leon Spinks. Mm. Part of the great Spinks family, both world champions. Mm. Um, Leon and Michael Spinks. Uh, Steve from Dubbo says Mike Tyson. He loves his boxing, Steve from Dubbo. He's had a couple oh. of guests at this. Uh, 712 says Michael Spinks as well. Good guesses. Yeah, they are, but they're wrong. Steve from Dubbo says, what weight division did this person make a name for themselves? What was the middle weight? Uh, Beefy from Des Moines says Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, also, um, we've got here, um, we've got one here that says Larry Holmes. That's Belmont as well. Good story about Larry Holmes. I'll tell that a little bit later. Um Danger from Glengarry, Joe Fraser. 
Yeah, uh, no, you're wrong. We've got to hear from Brett. Lads, it's George Foreman. Mm. A good one, isn't it? Mike Tyson, Jace from Curry Curry Bulldogs. Do you reckon they're hanging on the like, suspense on the line here to find out who it is, or are we going to just tell them, Sats? Well, we'll tell them who it is because there's a winner, and we'll, we'll winner. try and get in contact with the winner after the break, will we? Yeah. Will we, Daddy Vass? Yeah, we'll give him a call during the news. So yeah, who's yeah. the winner? Who was first? Because we've got – okay, so Stepper at Redcliffe has guessed right. Steve ended up guessing right. And um, the winner who was the first person to text in – on our text line here at about 5.16, 6.16, was Paul from Narrabeen. Good on you, Paul. And who was it, It is the marvellous Marvin the Martian. No, no, marvellous Marvin Hagler. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, actually, uh, he actually, by legal depot, changed his name to Marvis. Marvellous? Really? Yeah. So on, oh, his, wow. on all his documentation, it was marvellous Marvin Hagler, who only passed away not so long ago. So well done, Paul, from Narrabeen. Nice. Um, we'll try and get you on the line after the break if you're going to answer Daddy Vass's number and um, and find out how he actually guessed so easily after very few very few clues. $50 so his, power His back. first name's Marvellous. His first name officially was, is Marvellous right. Marvin Hagler. I, I, I named my son, I, I named him Max Danger Rogers so he could say... You did he, too? Yeah, so he could say Danger's my middle name and it actually is. <laughs> it is. That's all. I don't remember yeah. that when yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, he's 16. Yeah, he's, uh, he's into it. So uh, i tell you something I wanted to, if we get time, I want to touch on this, this story around the AFL. Oh, A class yeah. action had been made against AFL by 60 former players in the Supreme Court, Rat. Mm. Um, and it's led by dual Geelong Premiership player Maxi Rook, Rook, who's 41 years of age. Yep. And his legal team, who was representing these 60-odd players, um, believes that he suffered permanent life-altering injuries as a result of concussion. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm. It's a tricky one, Sats. It is. I, I'm, I'm so about protecting players, but it's about what we know now, and the protocols that we've got in place to protect our players. You know, we were growing up playing footy. We didn't know what was. We didn't know what damage we could do. We didn't understand it. Um, I think both the AFL and the NRL have put a lot of protocols in place. I mean, the, the, the AFL just spent $25 million yeah. mm. on a study over the last, I think, five years Yep. Um, to best, I guess, protect their players and how to best get in, get them back into the game. Um, yeah, so look, there's, there's a lot to discuss. We'll on talk on that. We'll talk about it in the next hour, plus mm. uh, a number of other things. Also, we're going to talk about this new fantasy football project, which is very exciting. Oh, that is um, exciting. Yeah, this is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. A little bit more. We're talking about a little bit of golf with the Masters a couple of months away and uh, plenty more. We'll get to your text line. Thanks very much for joining us in the first hour. Plenty more to come.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show. Stats in the wrap for Sports Day. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show. And thanks very much for hanging around for the second hour. And mm. we'll get some of your texts very, very soon also. I've got an interesting one here from the Who Are You, which ended up being marvellous, marvellous Marvin Hagler, um, is that... Uh, Roy Jones Jr. from 727 was one guess. I've got to say, it's a good guess. Um, I don't think he was born in the 50s. Yeah, definitely wasn't born in the 50s, but what a great champion he was. He, I don't know whether you knew this, Rat, and I don't know whether you've seen much of Roy Jones Jr. I have seen Roy um, Jones Jr. His style, the way that he used to fight, mm. was for his love of cockfighting, you know, like chicken fighting. Right. So that's the way he used to fight. He used to put his arms out and, and flail. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of his... That's the way, that's the style was, was born from cockfighting. Oh, there you yeah. go. Uh, and also on the back of Marvis Marvel and Hagel, a really good one here, and it's a big reason why also that it was part of the Who Am I, is that, uh, where is it here? Um, well, did you know, there we go, Rooster Muzz, Rooster Mongrel, Worm and Rat. Did you pair know yesterday was the second anniversary of Hagler's death? Boy, wow. couldn't he fight? Yeah, he could. Wow. He was a great fighter. Uh, part of that... That, that uh, those four great fighters through the 80s. And there's a really good book here, and um, it's called Four Kings. And I think Steve from Dubbo or someone here says, how good is the book Four Kings, which it is. It's about the four great fighters through the 80s. So make sure you check it out. Um, now, uh, you were just eating your orange and poppy seed oh, muffin so good. <laughs> during the break. Uh, and it's from, an, from a bakery I used to go to all the time. I haven't been there for, for ages, and it just took me back. So Beautiful. Thank home. you for bringing that in. That's all right. And what it reminded me of, because I think life, everything we do in life reminds us of a Seinfeld oh, episode, doesn't it? doesn't it? And it took me straight back. When you're sitting there eating the poppy seeds, I thought, if he Don't eats drug it, test me. If he eats that <laughs> muffin, I wonder if he falls. I don't know whether you can remember the listeners, the Seinfeld episode where Elaine was about to go away on one of Peterman's Peter's trips yeah. and they had to do a urine sample and she had a poppy seed muffin. And she yeah. failed the drug test. Didn't she? Was it opium in it? Or? Opium. Yeah, yeah, opium. <laughs> yeah opium. So she wasn't allowed to go. So yeah. she asked Dude. Jerry's mum. She had to provide another yeah, one. A, a couple urine of those, sample. A urine sample. And they said, uh, you've, you've passed the urine sample, <laughs> but unfortunately you've got menopause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Uh, hey, what about this first stage? Oh, what about this? Wow. Through, back back to sledges. What about this? Um, great sledge from Steve Waugh. Daniel from Prairie would send it in. Steve Waugh was casually flying to the crease during a Sheffield, a Sheffield Shield match when Jamie Sinners from Victoria took exception to how slow he was walking to the crease and couldn't resist having a, having a shot at him saying, come on, mate, it's not a friggin' test. To which Steve Waugh replied, of course it's not. You're here. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's, 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 that's great. What yeah. if that was true? That that sledge to Mark War. He said, "What's it like being the worst, worst uh, cricketer, cricketer in your family?" family? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's actually handy. Rooster Mongrel, The Kings. It's a great documentary and a great book as well yeah. called The Kings. So if you love your documentaries on boxing, go and watch it. Uh, now we spoke before the uh, before the break around this this class action from the AFL. Now class mm. action, of course, is when um, a united front of of individuals form a you know an action against one governing body or one body, one company, whatever it may be. In this case, the AFL is the company, and up to sixty former players in the Supreme Court in Melbourne this morning 
have started a class action against the AFL. And if you weren't listening early, early on, dual uh, premiership winner, Maxi Rook, is the leader of the class action, uh, where he's, the law firm that's looking after this class, class action uh, has says that he suffered permanent life-altering injuries as a result of concussion. As you said, Rat, before the break, this is just on also on the um, on the announcement that the NR, the AFL, I should say, are going to spend $25 million over a five-year study in the effects of concussion mm. to ensure player safety. I don't know. I'm like you. I don't know where I sit with this, um, especially when you played through an era where there were potentially no protocols around concussion and going back onto the field and the effects that it would have on it. We didn't know a lot back then, did we? We didn't. And um, it was like a badge of honour. You get, you get knocked around and it's like, I'm tough enough to keep going. And, you know, I, I remember... You know, I was playing in a in a test match and I got knocked out by Andy Farrell. Um, I was sort of running through the middle. I'd run out of dummy half, sort of made a little break and sort of was on my hands and knees. He's just come across and collected me. I, I'm just, I, I just remember waking up in the dressing room and uh, an official sort of asking me questions about my life. And I was just like, why are you asking me these questions? Where am I? And I sort of I looked at myself and I realized I was, oh, I'm, I'm playing, you know, yeah. like, and he kept asking me questions about my my life. What's happening in your life? And I'm just like, what is he going on about? And <laughs> and I didn't I'd, I'd I'd forgotten that my wife was about to have a baby, and um he, and then he mentioned my wife, and I tried to fight him. The official, he, yeah, he was. And then at half half time came. This is in the first half. Half time came around, and um, coach is like, is he right? And I'm. He's like, you're you're right to go. I'm like, yeah, I feel all right. I went out and played. Kicked five from five in the second half. We won the game. Don't really remember any of it. It's just, but it was the way it was. And well, I, I don't, I don't hold like it was. I was, I, was, I felt like I was right. Do they have a duty of care to protect me from myself? Probably, but that was not the way I grew up watching the game. But the duty of care and back it, then was ensuring that after the game, you're okay in some in some cases, but mm. but it didn't happen a lot. No, I'm all look. I, I am the I am all for protecting players from making emotional decisions in the moment. That's why that independent doctor is so critical because of what we know now and the, the struggles that we've sort of seen and, you know, the, the, the heartache that we felt from losing people and losing players to the game. Um, I am 100% there, but th- that's now. Mm. Like, th- th- take me back then. It was a whole different kettle of fish. I didn't know any of this. It's called, pres- it's called presentism. They're calling it now presentism where right. you try and hold people accountable today for the actions when the rules or protocols were completely different. Yeah. And it's, we're seeing a lot of that in life as well. I remember we played at Cootamunda in a trial against – no, we played a – it was an NRL match against the Canberra Raiders. They took it out to Cootamundra. Les Boyd. Remember Les Boyd? Oh, do oh, I? He played. Oh, yeah. He won he a great, couple of tours. One of my dad's that, didn't best, he? mate. I've, I've spent many times with Boyd. I've got some funny Boyd Well, he stories. was the king of Cootamundra. Yeah. And this trial was out there and – uh, Bradley Clyde knocked me clean out. And I remember waking up and falling asleep and waking up falling asleep. And, and I remember being in the back of the ambulance going to the Cootamundra Hospital. <laughs> and I remember looking up. And I remember looking up and seeing the ambulance lady. And I thought, oh, my God, she's stunning. Beautiful. She's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I fell asleep and woke up in hospital. And Les Boyd was sitting next to me. Boydie. Fell Great asleep. Boy. Woke up the next morning again. And Les Boyd was still sitting there. God bless him. And anyway... These two Ambos walked past the room and they came back in and they said, oh, how are you feeling, mate? And I was still in my playing gear. Yeah, right. How are you feeling, mate? I was, oh, all right, a little bit dusty. And he said, um, they said, oh, we were the guys that brought you in last night. 
<laughs> so you, what, what? What are you talking about? He said, "Yeah, we're the guys that bought you." No, I, I vaguely remember looking at what looked like an angel <laughs> above the bed that I was laying in on the back of the ambulance, and she had beautiful long red hair. And I, I looked at what the at the other guy, the other ambo, and he had his hair back in a, like a bun. Right. And it was red. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's something going on here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just see going, you're hot on that button tonight, yeah, aren't you, Daddy Bassett? He's good now. We've yeah. given him a rev up. He's, he's on <laughs> fire. Gear, boys. Yeah, Boyd, Boyd is a great bloke. Well, I spent a lot of time with, with him in Darwin. He went up and spent a bit of time in Darwin with my dad. When my dad was up there running the league, he played a bit of footy up there. And uh, he loved his mud crabs. So I was on school holidays all the time when I went up there. So me and Boydy and I would go and we'd hunt mud crabs and, we didn't get any in the pots, mate. He'd want to get into the mud flats. And boy, he was big at this stage. And I tell you. Big man, wasn't he? Mate, we jumped into these mud flats one day. He sunk up to his hips. And he was dragging himself through the mud. He was one of these muddies. And, um, mate, if a croc came, he was in trouble. I sunk up to like, you know, halfway. That was about 50 kilo. I sunk up to about halfway up my calf. He was dead set up to his hips and just dragging him. It was like a drag mark, like a... 18 foot croc had just crawled, crawled through there, but it was a big boy. He just dragged himself through there to get to the muddies. Your, your dad did some traveling, didn't he? Yeah, he went, he so made, he went a, right around Australia. He was to the get Reds back to as the CEO, yeah. the boss of Darwin Rugby League. Yep. How old were you? Did you Were you living up there? No, I was at boarding school on the, on the Gold oh, Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I spent all my holidays up there. What was the rugby league comp, comp like back then when he was the boss? It was good. It really? was strong, yeah, yeah. It was a, there was a lot of players that came down down from, from up there, you know, through Dad's recommendation too. That, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of talent up there. Remember Frankie Stokes mm, Frankie went to Manly? Stokes, yep. Tremendous winger. Yep. Little stocky winger. Matty Utah is mm. sort of like, he came from Darwin. Yep. He was an NT boy. Yeah, mate, there were some good players up there and, um, yeah, the comp was great. It was, I just remember going up there and just thinking, oh, these guys are so tough. It was, yeah. a, it was a brutal league. Yeah, there's a belief. There's a belief for that, and listeners, I don't know what you think, Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. that if they're going to expand the game, and maybe if it is a Papua New Guinean side where they play the home games in Papua New Guinea, um, that Darwin Could be a great home should it. be the host, the host city. So you train and live in Darwin, you go to Papua New Guinea a day oh, before the game, they've got a beautiful stadium in, in Port Moresby, yep. and you play your game and come home and go back to back to Darwin. Mm. There's a fair argument around that. Cheap flights to Bali from Darwin too. So you could have, you know, weekend off. It's only a couple of hours, is Yeah, it? it's only a couple of hours away. Oh. 400 bucks a flight. Beautiful. That could be dangerous, eh? Oh, yeah. What player, okay, what player did you play with back in the day, rugby or rugby league, that if you lived in Darwin and you played on a, a Thursday night and you had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off and you didn't have to come back to a Monday afternoon, who's the one player that comes to mind that would have jumped on a plane and gone to Indonesia? Oh, Peach. And he probably wouldn't have come back. Either. Was he like that? Was he? <laughs> he peach? loved. He loved getting away, Peach. Yeah, mate. He, he'd do. Mate, he'd do that in Cronulla. <laughs> you don't have to be in Darwin to do that. <laughs> yeah, mate, we went out to get milk on a Friday night once. We you come back on Tuesday <laughs> with the milk, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, mate, you know what I loved about the Peach, like, and, and what I love the way the way Langy and the Peach got on and, and the way we all love the Peach is we just let Peach be Peach. Do you know, it, it reminds me of Phil Jackson, you know, yeah, the famous story about Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And they're coming into a world, like a, a, a championships. Yeah. And, and uh, Michael Jordan said to Phil Jackson, you can't let him go. And he said, no, I've got to get away. There's yeah, a problem. Yeah. So I've got to get hey, away. He said, you can't let him go. Didn't he go to Vegas for Went a few to Vegas days? for 48 hours. It turned into a 
like well, longer, didn't it? So they said you got 48 hours. He said he's not going to come back after 48 hours. You know that, don't you? And he said, no, we're going to give him 48 hours. Phil Jackson, much like John yeah. Lang, let him go. Best defender in the history of the game, yeah, many yeah. still believe. Anyway, so 48 hours had passed and he hadn't returned. So Michael Jackson and Phil Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson. Michael Jackson might have been. He there, might have been in the, in, doing in the, the vicinity. <laughs> but um, yeah, Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan went and knocked on the door, and Carmen Electra opened it. Yeah. They grabbed him, put him in the in the car, took him to the plane, flew might. him back, played the world championship game. They reckon he just was unbelievable, Jordan. unbelievable, yeah, just a freak. Yeah, you freak. Now, can I um, can I just bring up something we didn't bring up yesterday? And before we get to the break, I wouldn't mind getting your opinion on this rat. Daddy Vasso, if you want to get in, and any of the listeners, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Just quickly, I just yeah. want, just just back on that concussion thing, real quick. I just want to say, I just hope it works out for everyone. I just hope the game is okay, and I hope the players are okay. I yep. hope they work something out because mm. it's it's just not a good it's not good for anyone. And it's messy. It's messy yeah. already that it's it's yeah. actually got to a Supreme yeah. Court yeah. as of this morning. Mm. Um, we didn't touch on this yesterday. Jackson Hastings getting interviewed by Fox Sports. Jake Duke. Mm. They talk about an incident where he tries to stop the tr- uh, try from Tommy Talao mm. and his his arm does make contact with the head, but it's mm. one of those innocuous ones that yep. we see every week right yep. on the try line. He's come, trying to come across and and hits him around the head. Um, now, when he's getting interviewed by Jake Duke, if you haven't seen the the interview at the moment, listeners, he basically just says, oh, you know, I'm going to go over and apologise to him now. It's just one of those ones where I'm trying to save a try and unfortunately yep. didn't come out the way that I, I anticipated. So... As the camera, as the interview finishes, the camera shows him walking over, saying something to Tommy Talao, former teammate, of course, at the West Tigers last year. Tommy Talao just walks up and just pushes him. And there's a bit of an altercation. Security yep. gets involved. Frankie Barrett is the communications manager of Newcastle. He's, he's right in the middle he's of it. He's standing there looking at with a bottle of Powerade. <laughs> so like, who wants my Powerade? Like, what am I going to do? Anyway, uh, then Dave Clemmer comes over and, and puts his two bits in with it. He's just trying to protect his player. Peter Parr, the general manager of rugby league from the Knights. Oh, he been was, in, he was in there, wasn't he? He drags his player away. He On face like, he value, like, what do you make of it? Well, he looked like Dana White breaking up a buddy. Yeah, a staring match. Like, Parr was in there quick, mate. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He was getting, getting these blokes <laughs> apart. Um, what do I make of it? On uh, face value, knowing that he's he's had an interview and he's actually said, I'm going to go over and apologise now. Mate, I, I just don't think there was anything in it. That there was no malice in the tackle at all. He's trying to stop a try. Mm. He, he's, he's clipped him on the top of the nose, on the bridge of the nose. And it was not a swinging arm. He was going across him. Yep. Um, I, I just think if I if I got up and wanted to fight every person hit me in the head in a game of rugby league, like I'd be fighting more than playing footy. Yeah. I mean, it's just... He went over there to apologise and th- think what you, you want. You had a head that was pretty easy to oh, that everyone wanted mate. to hit, but <laughs> it's the only way he oh, could stop yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They can't <laughs> run with that head. So that's what they say. <laughs> um, but it's it is. Yeah, I just think it's been. There's frustration in the Tigers camp. Probably yep. not the ideal timing for for Jackson to go over there. There's frustration. Well, there. he's probably thinking going over ex team mate. I can go over and say sorry, and he's going to accept it. Yeah. And but it, but I just don't think there was anything in it. I think what's 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 in it is just a petulant or just a petty attitude from the Tigers from Tommy Talao. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. I know they're frustrated. and You're right, but I mean, if if Jackson Hastings walks across to his former teammates and he goes, "Man, I'm sorry," and they go, "Yeah, whatever happened, you know." But is it more about Jackson Hastings leaving the club, or or is it more about Jackson Hastings and did he not have a close relationship with people at the club? I mean, we don't know. It's all speculation. 
But if, I mean, if you well, when you're well, playing with the Gold well, Coast, well, tell, when you're playing with the Gold Coast Titans, and you're playing against Cronulla, mm-hmm. and you unfortunately hit someone high, let's just use Adam Dykes as an example, because he has got a head that you'd want to hit as well. <laughs> but um, but you walk across the Dykesy after the game, you say, Dykesy, mate, I'm sorry. He wouldn't push you, but uh, albeit you had a longer relationship with him than what Jackson did with his teammates at the West Tigers. No, what I've caught, mate, it happened to me in my first game against Cronulla. When uh, they came up to play us mm. as, as, as the newly formed Titans, I played against Birdie. Was I was playing in the centres and Birdie was playing in the back row. And he just looked at me. and He says, "I'm coming at you all night." Mm. And he did. He broke my cheekbone, broke a rib, and I just remember just being in that much pain. And Birdie coming over to me after the game, saying, "You're all right, mate." You know, like it's just the game. Yeah. Like it, it ended there. And we, we, mate, Birdie and I are great mates. I've known Birdie since he was 17 years old. And he just wanted to get one up. I mean, like it wasn't dirty. He, he just ran hard at me. He went after me. And, you know, we won the game, but he won the battle, mm. you know? Yep. And that's footy. And if you get clipped along the way, as long as he, man, he wasn't on the ground and he didn't come in with a swinging arm or he didn't drop his knees into yeah. him, it was just, there was nothing in it. It'd be interesting. And I'll, uh, you know what? After what's happened after Sunday at Leichhardt, the disappointing from the Tigers and now this, what's happened. I'd like to think that Tommy Talao's probably reached out. Oh, mate, I don't know. I, you know what it's created? You know what? I, I didn't handle it, the situation real well. You know what it's created? It's created another uh, distraction for the Tigers yeah, to right. worry about yep. going into a game against a side that's just come off probably one of their best victories in the last couple of years, yep. and they've got to try to you know turn things around. Mm. Uh, that's, that's what it's created. Does that incident happen if... The Tigers win. I didn't know where that voice was coming from. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Daddy. What did you say? Does the same situation happen if the Tigers win that game? It's a good question. Mm, I doubt it. I doubt it very much. Yeah, it's a good question. I yeah. think there's, uh, based off what happened, I think bad blood leaving the club last year. I think Apparently he didn't leave on very good terms. There's obviously something there, a bit of a rift between him and some players. Mm. Talau's copped the whack. He's going to miss some Couldn't footy. Couldn't finish the game, yeah. Yeah, he's going to miss some footy. He's dirty on that. They're interviewing Jackson. He's seen him. He's heard it. And he said, apparently, Hastings said, it, like, I didn't see it as that bad mm. in the interview. And it is, I, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what would have triggered to Lau. Well, he wouldn't have heard that because he's standing behind him. Yeah. But in saying that, I know what you mean. It's just, it's frustration after a loss. It's disappointing. A number it's of just, factors there for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's get to a break. And some good news for Australian golfer. We'll touch on that next. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yes, this is Sports Day. Definitely with Sats and the Rat. Woogie not here at the moment. Uh, he should be back next week, we, we'd like to think. Uh, we've got Daddy Vasso here uh, coming off the reserves bench, just chiming in whenever he wants. Just push any button for us. Now that you know where all Woogie's buttons are, just push any what? button. Well, okay. Wang on wang. <laughs> That's one of my favourites. One of my favourites is he's been hiding in the bushes. Can you find that for me? Uh, I'll I think do my down the bottom there yeah, somewhere. somewhere. I, I yeah, saw it yeah, just yeah. earlier on. Okay, some golf news. Uh, and Adam Scott, I didn't realise, Rat, and you love your golf. You play off, what, you playing off one at the moment? Yep. 
says that with a lot of confidence. Yep. After Woogie shot 122 last week. Yeah, Maybe I that's why he's I won't be here. playing with Woogie anytime soon. <laughs> oh, take his sure. cash. <laughs> take his cash. He's the suspect. No, the thing I is, it's hard for me to take his cash. I've got to play off one and he gets about 400. Yeah, true. True. He'd still beat him blindfolded. Yeah. Now, I wasn't aware of this. I didn't think it was this long ago. Adam Scott, 10 year anniversary of his Masters win mm. at Augusta. Now, I've got to say, from a bucket list point of view, it's got to be on your bucket list to go to Augusta. Oh, mate. Shoots uh, off in, in April every year. Yeah. I, I am a golf tragic, and I sit there and I watch. I, I don't think I sleep for those four days. I do fall asleep in my chair with my remote control in my hand, sitting up, bolt up, and I wake up and it's back on and I'm watching it again. And yeah, I just love it, mate. But he's going to have a, uh, a couple of Aussies alongside him. And, and they've played in the Masters before, but uh, Jason Day, Minwoo Lee, uh, yeah. also has has also has also got through the cutoff. Now, the cutoff, for the listeners who don't know, if you want to play in, in, the, the, uh, in the Masters, is you've got to be in the top 50. Top 50 in the world, yeah, yeah. And, Min- and Minwoo Lee, well, he went average, or it didn't go average. What am I saying? Went he, great, he, he went but, great. But he, his last round wasn't up to his standard, yeah. um, and he was disappointed with it. But, you know, he finished tied for six, and it pushed his rankings up to 45, which, you know, he's, he's going to be at the Masters Good again. On. He played last year at the Masters, so he knows the courses. Yep. He made the cut last year, which is great. Um, and, yeah, obviously Cam Smith will be there as well. Being a major winner, he gets exemption. I'm excited to see this. Is this going to be awkward? Oh, mate, it's going to be very awkward. You're going to have Dustin Johnson there, a former champion. Yep. You're going to have Cam Smith there, British Open winner. You're going to have Bryson DeChambeau there. You're going to have Brooks Koepka. Uh, you're going to have Patrick Reed there. All these players that have signed with Liv, of course. Oh, mate, and I'll tell you what, if if it's it's going to be a – it's almost going to be state of origin-like on the golf course. It's us and it, them. Actually, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be like an us versus them. Yeah. And uh, I wonder how they're going to do the pairings. Because of course, I wonder if they'll put all the live guys together. Because if I don't no, they've got they've got no, they've got they've got to partner them with PGA players because that is that's interesting viewing. Well, no, I, I think if they put the live guys together, right? It's like the live guys pump each other up, and you know they don't have to deal with all. So the, you think it might become a little bit more like a, um, a President's Cup? Yeah, I think like it could be America good. versus mm. the rest of the world. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would love to see the live guys all teamed up against the PGA guys. It'd be interesting to watch. It'd be fun. Imagine if they're just on the green and they just all started pulling out clubs, the, <laughs> the caddies and everything. You don't talk. Just wailing into each yeah, other. Yeah. I think you've had it. That's just, uh, <laughs> Bob Barker in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I think you've had it. The guy with the nail through his head comes <laughs> yeah. up, appears from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, um, when you talk about Australian golfers, yeah. Of course, the first player that comes to mind is always the shark. The shark, mate. Whether you like or loathe him. And mate, I've got I to say, him. our great mate Badge just loathes him. I love him. I just think how good he was like, for oh, so how long. How great he was. He was number for one so for long. years. Won everything. Yep. Well, not everything. Didn't win the Masters. But pretty much <laughs> won everything. <laughs> pretty much won everything. Correct me if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, well, he did win everything. But he, but he won. Mate, there was a time well, where he just couldn't one, lose. He was number one for so many years. Three hundred, like one hundred and thirty-one weeks, or thir- three. I don't know. Yep. I, don't quote me on that. But he, there's Tiger Woods. Yep. Then there's Greg Norman, and then there is Daylight. Hmm. Like that's it. Yep. Like Greg Norman was in until PGA Tiger Woods. wins. You're talking about in 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 t- time at world number one. Yeah. Like it's 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 ridiculous how much. Um, more weeks at number one he's had than any other golfer. And Outside uh, of the Shark, who's your favourite? Who's your favourite Australian golfer? I used to golfer? love watching Steve Elkington. How good. I used to, you know, Curry Webb in a prime. Was he just... won the, did he win the US Open? 
Yeah, I think so. He won one of the majors, yeah, but it wasn't a master. PGA, maybe, I think. Yeah. Um, but allergic just, to golf. Uh, allergic to golf. Allergic to grass. <laughs> That'd be hard. Allergic yeah. to golf. Allergic to grass. May as well be allergic to golf if you're playing golf and you're allergic to grass. But no, he's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing to have if you're well, a Carrie, golfer. Carrie Webb won, I think, was it seven majors? Yeah, she's amazing. Peter Thompson, of course, yeah. he won five British Opens. But um, I'm a huge Adam Scott fan and a Cam Smith fan. Like, I've loved watching Adam Scott. I remember... I remember staying up when he was, you know, two up with two to play in the yep. British Open. Went bogey, bogey. Oh, it still hurts me. Um, I just, I just, yeah, the, 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 the club selection and I was just like screaming at the TV. Like I know what I'm doing, of course. He's got a well, caddy Well, you do because you play a one. Um, but, yeah, and, and, man, how can you not love Cam Smith? Yeah. Just, he's just a knockabout Do You know, I, I, was, I was told the story before and um, I was listening to an interview with Gary Player who's one of the most beautiful short game players the game has ever seen, yeah. uh, South African. And um, and he told us, uh, they're asking him about, and uh, who, who do you think is some of the greatest players in the short game? So who's the best bunker player you've ever seen? Who's the best driver you've ever seen? And he said, I think this Cam Smith will be the greatest putter we've ever seen oh, in the man. game. He sunk something like 400 feet of putts in one round. Mm. In the British Open, I think it was in the second round, maybe. Mm. Um, mate, it, it is just astonishing how he puts the ball in the hole. Yep. It just, uh, uh, yeah, it, it just blows your mind. Now, before we go to the break, and we've got a really good chat coming up next uh, about this new this new concept, which is called Game Day Squad. If you want to get involved in picking your own teams, coaching your own teams from an electronic format, it's pretty exciting. We're going to come up with that chat very, very soon. Before we go... Uh, from 731 here on the text line, UFC do not interview fighters after they've been knocked out. Was Tommy Talao okay? Question mark. Rat just told the story about fighting the doctor in the dressing shed. Yeah, it's actually not a bad question. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Tommy Talao may wake up on Monday, Tuesday and get a little yeah, bit more clarity yeah, and go, point. hang on a sec, I, did I do that? Or Yeah, it's a really good point you make, 731. Uh, let's get to the break for Sports Day with Sats and the Rat. And as I said, coming up next, really good chat with Game Day Squad. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sats and the Rat and uh, Rat. Can you remember as a kid when you used to go down to the, the corner store and get your, was it Scanlon's? Oh, yeah. I footy remember. cards? I know, what you, I know where you're going with this. And you open up the packet and you, oh, you swap them with your mates or it. you make your own team. Yeah, I used to have like pack, like just stacks of these cards with elastic bands around them and I knew how many blocker roaches I had or I knew how many Steve Rogers I had or I knew how many Gary Jacks I had. Do you remember the card you always wanted? Oh, mate, well, I always wanted a Sturlo because... Like I, I was a little bit of a Parramatta yep. fan because I was a kid at the time when they were winning, so I just wanted to support the winners. So Sturlow was a hard card to get. Uh, everybody wanted it. He was a rock star back in the day with his flowing blonde locks. And, um, mate, yeah, I think I got a hold of a couple of them. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I still remember those days like vividly. And they, they were great days. Yeah. 0457 736 736. Tell us the, the favourite card that you had. And you may still have it. 
I've still got my Mal Meninga card. I've to got. This day. I've got car. I've I've been sent recently, like yeah. over the last probably ten years, cards of my dad. Really that he'd signed, like from you know the seventies and eighties. Yeah, amazing. It's so now, cool. game day squad, and this is why we're on this this discussion around cards. But it's different now. Of course, it's all electronic now. Game day squad follows the traditional fantasy approach that everyone loves to get involved in in these days. But it's all electronic. You pick your team with your footy cards. You swap them with other. Um, other uh, like-minded uh, Game Day Squad members. And we've got the uh, the founder of Game Day Squad on the line, Callum Stone. How are you, Callum? Good, mate. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, and so we got a, got, a, got away from ourselves a little bit there, oh, talking about I, our favourite cards. Took and... me back to my childhood. <laughs> yeah. I just like thinking about me and my brother fighting over cards and fighting over packs and seeing what we needed to do to get another pack off mum. Uh, those were the days. Callum, i got to ask you, like, what... what where, where did this idea come from and, and why did you start it up? It's a great question. We, um, Myself, I, I think it started back when I wanted to play footy when I was a kid and I always wanted to be on one of the cards myself. But as I got a little bit older and I kept playing footy, I realised that wasn't going to happen. And I found myself at university with a bunch of my mates that also didn't ended up on footy cards. And it was there. I think we fell in love with fantasy sports. And I don't know if you guys have been playing much of it, but... For people who love fantasy footy, it is just the most contagious game. We just absolutely love it. So we had a bit of time in lockdown to think, and we ended up coming up with this as an idea because we wanted to bring back that feeling of digital card collecting but also integrate it with something we loved, and that was fantasy footy. So, yeah, here we are today in our first full season of Rugby League. Now, Callum, I, uh, I downloaded the app, the, the Game Day Squad app, uh, two weeks ago. I got all my cards. Now, just explain to the, the listeners why this is different to traditional fantasy footy. Yeah, so like you just said there, we were talking about the cards. So unlike other traditional platforms, our players come in the form of digital trading cards. And you have to go, part of the game, you can't just select everyone, you know, out of everyone like the traditional platforms. Because with Game Day Squad, you have to actually have the player card if you want them to compete on your squad on the weekend. So it's all about trying to trade with other coaches, trying to find the players you want in packs, which, yeah, is a, is a completely new element to this space in Australia. And the other thing we do as well is we're what we call a dynasty platform, which means all that effort and time you spend into collecting your cards, that doesn't go to waste because at the end of the year, our platform doesn't reset. So we take the long approach. So if you, get, if you end up getting someone like, let's say, Sammy Walker, who's, what, 20 years old, you get him now, you've got that Sammy Walker card for his whole career wow. and beyond as well. So, oh, this yeah. is good. So, so, you, so... Want to, you want to try and find players. Yeah, I was going to say, you want to play, find players that are going to help you win now, but you also want to have an eye on the future as well. Yeah, so nice. this, is, this is like an investment. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a proper, like in 10 years' time, your side, you could have all these rookies that could be worth a fortune. And can you swap? So when you trade these cards with other other players, you obviously swap them for um, for cards for other cards, is that how it other works? Or are they yeah. credits that you get? Or how do you actually purchase your cards? Yeah, so you can do it a couple of ways. So you, there is the peer-to-peer trading. So, for example, I might be putting, you know, what three not-so-good players together, trying to package them up to maybe get someone like a Harry Grant. So you can do some three-for-ones, four-for-ones, things like that as well. But we also have it so you can buy and sell cards as well. So if I was selling my Harry Grant on the market, I could be selling them for $2.00. And you might be, yep, that's great value. And you'll come in and you'll snap them off me. Um, oh. So, yeah, you can buy, sell and trade. And then you can also find them in the, in the pack. Mate, I'll, about I'll definitely take Harry Grant for $2. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got him for sale. <laughs> I think anyone would. Now, Callum, when I signed up, I got all my packets, my little packets. And you get all these little packets that look like you've got to open them up yourself. And But you 
tap on the packet and it shows all the cards in that one packet. And good part about this is they're not asking for money straight up, Game Day Squad. You get all these free packs with all these cards in it. I had Tom Trebojevic, Jack Whiten, AJ Brimson, Jerome Lloyd, Brandon Smith. And now I've got a trade this week. I've got to trade Kalen Ponga because he's out. Scotty Drinkwater, who's out, suspended. Spend some money, Sats. Don't trade them. Keep them. No. And just and just go and buy some yeah. more cards. Yeah, it's, it's a good no, idea. Stop being so tight. Now, the good part about <laughs> it also, Callum, is each week when you open up your app and you go and check where you're sitting, I'm sitting 90th at the moment, and mm. I don't know whether that's good or not, but you get a new a free player pack every week. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. 90th is very good at the moment. We've had a fair few amount of, amount of people jump on this year, so you're doing quite well, top 100. Um, wow. And, yeah, you're correct. Just for jumping on the platform every week, you get a few player cards. So, you know, if you do have someone that's out, hopefully a few of those players that you get in can replace them for the week. I'm, I'm way too impatient to wait each week for a new set of deck of cards. So I'll, I would I would really want to build a strong squad straight away. Mm. Well, is there a limit to how many packs you can buy straight up? Because I'm getting on this after the show. So there's no limit to the amount of packs that you can buy, but how we sort of stop it from becoming like, let's say, a pay-to-win game oh, right, is the yeah. way we set up our competitions. So we do have a salary cap. So if you do go out and you spend, you know, say $100, you might not be able to fit all those players in your team. Wow. We do have the restrictions. So we've really tried to think about how can we keep it in a way so people don't have to spend money and still enjoy it. That's but there is that, op- op- uh, that option there. And then there's another competition for people who potentially want to spend a little bit more money as well. Oh, that's very good. That's very smart. Well done. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get involved, mate. Um, who is the most sought-after card in the deck at the moment? Oh, if you'd asked me before the weekend, I would have said Nathan Cleary, just for, you know, what, he's only 25 and probably... The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. I just I was a little bit, <laughs> I was a little bit caught up in something else, and I thought Woogie was going to start the uh, start the segment. Now, actually, we have got a text message here on uh, four six five, which is uh, Queenslander, also known as Man Boobs by Man Boobs by Woogie. He mm-hmm. said, "When will Jason with the Man Boobs be back? Uh, hopefully next week. See how he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. He'll, he'll when, he get, when he comes, unless back. you don't bigger want him and, back, bigger and better than ever. No, yeah." Um, Fresh. We'll get to some of your text messages. Hey, yeah. Just before you get yeah. on to a few more, I had a thought. Just on that Hastings chat before with uh, Tommy Talao after that game, obviously those boys wouldn't have wanted to shake hands after the match, after that bit of push and shove. I just had a thought, like, was there anyone in your career, boys, um, who maybe didn't shake your hand or you didn't want to shake theirs after a match? You know? I'd always shake someone's hand. I think mm. I remember my father saying to me when I was about 12 or 13, if you don't, if you disrespect your opposition, it doesn't matter what happens. I'll just drag you out of rugby league. Yeah, my old man used to, man, I used to have to have to polish my boots every week, pull my socks yeah. up, and shake everyone's hand after mm. the game. Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a given. Like you, there was no negotiation in that whatsoever. So, yeah, look, it, we're living in a different time. Um, yeah, but, but I do, you know, reading that text again in relation to, you know, concussions and how you feel after you've been knocked out and, you know, it's the stuff, the way that I behave, it is yeah. a great point. You know, the UFC don't interview people who have been knocked out for that reason. They, they're they not thinking straight. And, yep. you know, Talal was, you know, he was concussed and he failed his HIA. He's probably not thinking straight. And, you know, he, he you know, he may come out and, and say he regrets his actions and he did the wrong thing. And, yeah. You know. I remember in 1998 we were playing against Canberra and I – I hit Ben Kennedy in, in a in a tackle that wasn't 
Um, you were a filthy player, though. It so. wasn't intentional, you know, but it didn't turn out the best. And um, <laughs> and after the game, he didn't shake my hand. I went to the judiciary and I got off. I got off, and I think he was filthy from that. And um, and then years after that, when he went from Canberra to Newcastle and you, you'd play against him, he still wouldn't shake your hand after the game. He was still filthy yeah. that day. So it's always something that's stuck in my mind. It's always, I always made sure that I, and Rat, you were the same, that you always, doesn't matter what happened, it's up to them not to shake your hand. You, yeah. should, you should always respect your opposition. Yeah, yeah. Could and, be. and look, it's, I mean, there are some bad stuff. There's some bad things that happen on a football field, but I don't think anybody goes out onto a football field to intentionally you know, maim someone else. No, absolutely they don't. You know, they go out there to play a hard physical style of footy and, and in that, accidents happen, people yep. get hurt. Um, so even the Saifidi thing, I mean, wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. I mean, he's out, he's got to sit out for five weeks now yeah. because of it. And yep. you know, it's probably fair. Well, it is fair. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty ugly tackle, but he didn't go out there with a thought in mind. I'm going to go out there and take Simpkins head off. Yeah. Like it's just not, mm. I just, I've never seen that in a game or with anyone that I played with who went out there to intentionally do that to someone. Yeah. yeah. Nine times out of 10, the player will go over to the other player and, you know, Oh mate, how are you going? You're yeah. right after it happens, but yeah, I do recall. I don't think the listeners will be that interested in it, but uh, it was a third grade <laughs> game of touch football. Can you hit the never-ending story <laughs> for yourself? For myself. <laughs> <laughs> third grade touch game. Yeah, and this bloke was just absolutely like mouthing off to all the all the females in the in the side, and some of it was just a little bit borderline, and uh, um, you know the touches. During the match, got a little bit more harder, harder as as the game went on, and towards the end of the match, he he kind of pushed a girl over, pushed a girl over, yeah, and you know he kind of crossed the line, and I just thought, oh mate, what's your problem? What? And I just had to tell myself, no matter what happens here, just keep it cool, take a deep breath, you know, everything will be all right. But um, mate, there's a lot of there's a lot of passion, heat, and venom that goes into those Thursday night mixed touch comps. Oh mate, there you know, is, isn't grade. there? It's bloody. <laughs> there there oh. is. I've seen, I've been down there. Yeah, <laughs> and there would have been a bit of sledging going in there. We were talking about sledging yeah. earlier on. We had a couple of stories around that. Um, and there's one here from Grant from earlier on. Thanks, Grant, for your text message. Afternoon, boys. I've Heard lots of stories about Steve Carter being a very good sledger and a pest. I played with Steve Carter for four years, three years at uh, when at the end of his career at Penrith. Magnificent player, but he was one player that got under the he got under the under the goat of a lot of players. Like he he would actually he'd sledge his own players at training. You know, in this day and age, when someone makes a mistake, you see all the players run up and pat him on the back. And oh. go, it's all right, mate. It's all right. Steve Carter used to call you every name under the oh, sun. Oh, mate, E.T. was the same. <laughs> E.T. was furious, mate. He was our captain, and we are all kids, and E.T. was a god. And we're like, we, we'd be playing touch before training. You made a mistake. Man, I remember times when he just walked off the training field, but I, I can't put up with this. Like, just the, those so competitive taught us a lot, actually. Like, we were all just out there having yeah. fun. It's like, no, this is business now, boys. We're not here to, you know, we're going to have fun. But we've got to get it right before we have fun. Yep. And, um, yeah, he, he would just open up. Uh, I don't care about the prizes, Steve from Dubbo says, but can we have a full show of Who Am I? It's an outstanding segment. He doesn't want the prizes. He just wants to keep guessing. Um, now, also, Glenn says, guys, you'd like to know my ins and outs for TLT, Team List Tuesday. Um, no, we're not taking a call on TLT. <laughs> Fitzy just messaged. He said, you cut me off. 
Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was deliberate because the story was crap. <laughs> no, but it wasn't bad, Pitsy. I didn't mind it, actually. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, also, um, we've got good afternoon, gents. Sean from Croy, Sunshine Coast. Uh, yeah, he's talking about Four Kings, the the documentary. Outstanding. Outstanding documentary about those boxes. And, and, he, and, he, did, and he did actually say you, you wouldn't want to say Four Kings really fast. Four Kings really fast, yeah. And also uh, on, on a number of times. 465, we said he's a very angry person. He has been lately. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, Rat, remember it's the Dolphins only or Finns. Yeah. Dolphins and, or the Finns. It's not Red Clip. Okay, I get that. But, but he, did, he did bring up a point. Have you watched the second story, Dawn of the Dolphins, the second episode? I've watched the first episode yep. and I really liked it. It yep. just really takes you on the inside. So if you do get a chance, um, get, get on. It's on. I think it's on Stan. Yeah, um, it is, If you've yeah. got Stan, um, check it out, Dawn of the Dolphins. It's, uh, it gives you a real good insight on the making of, of, a, of a football side. And, and obviously, you know, they were built from the ground up. So, you know, they, they had to and – it, and it goes into the stats on how many players come off contract each year and – how hard it is to pull together a group of, you know, a top 30 when you've got to get 30. Yeah. But most no clubs yep. have to get 30. No. They have to get, you know, half a dozen or two or three. You know, they've got a roster there already. So, yeah, it's a really good um, it's a really good uh, insight into into building a football club and um, or rugby league club. And, yeah, the Finns, the Dolphins, um, have done obviously done a pretty good job of it. Yeah, Fitzy said, what about Steve Boxer Wilders telling Elias not to hit him too hard because he's got an Australian team photo coming up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. On yeah, Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. Either of you two sledges, the Rat and Sats, oh. 465. No, nah, I wasn't a sledge. I, really. I used to sledge a What's your joke? You I don't have one. I don't have a joke. Oh, have I got to pull you out again? Okay, I've got one. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, so. <laughs> you you it, redeemed yourself last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the guy that invented the knock-knock joke? No. He just received the Nobel Prize. <laughs> Is that good no good? Search. That's pretty good. I like that. Oh, well, Steve from Dubby, he'll like You're that. back. He's You're always back. bagging me. He's You're always back. bagging me. Uh, thanks very much for Callum from... Um, from Game Day Squad for joining us on the show. Thanks for all the text messages as well. Hope you enjoyed your Tuesday evening and we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks very much.